Life is not the opposite of death. Birth is the opposite of death. And I was born in 1955 at the White Shield Home for Wayward Girls. Edna, my birth mother, was a lovely 16-year-old girl who ended up at the White Shield Home for Wayward Girls. Isn't that a horrible name? Can you imagine? She had fallen in love and had gotten pregnant and had ended up this place that's run by St. Vincent de Paul. And while she was there pregnant with me, she decided to convert to Catholicism, insisting that her baby would be raised Catholic. Lucky me. <laughs> I see there's a few recovering Catholics. <laughs> so on March 17th, on St. Patrick's Day, my Irish Catholic family came and got me when I was two months old and welcomed me into the Duddy clan. My dad and mom, Jean and Lorraine. Now, they were a family. And like all families, it's complicated. <laughs> they were wounded, but they were a family nonetheless. Edna had a family too. Shortly after she surrendered me and endured that crushing loss, she was about 19 and she met a guy named Don that she's still married to. And they had three kids. Their oldest child, Diane, is not even five years younger than I am. When I was 42, I met Edna, on my 42nd birthday, actually. That's right, we went to lunch. And I could not anticipate the experience of meeting my biological mother. It was as if I had a hole in my spirit. And when I met her, that closed. It felt so good. I felt like I was more myself than I had ever felt in my life. So we're sitting there at lunch at Elmer's. <laughs> That's where she liked to go. I was just pretty excited that she liked rope for dressing, you know. I mean, the only other person in my life who liked rope for dressing. We're sitting there at lunch. I'm feeling really happy. And I ask her, hey, I'm feeling pretty great meeting you. This is good for me. But what is it like for you? And she pauses and looks down at her hands and then looks up at me and says, it's as if a knife has been removed from my heart. So, I'm about to turn 60. That seems really old to me. <laughs> and Edna, 
being 16 years older than me, is 76. For me, 60 makes me feel like I am entering the final chapter of my life. And so I'm putting a lot of thought into how I'm spending my time. Who am I talking to? Who do I care about? Who do I love? What matters to me? Who matters to me? And I realize now that I have known Edna for 18 years that Edna matters to me. Now I have resisted loving Edna all the way. I don't know, maybe it's because of my allegiance and my loyalty to my mom, Lorraine. You know, that's my mom. She's the one that held my hair while I was vomiting, you know. She's the one that took care of me. She's the one that put up with the crazy teenage years. You know, when I met Edna, I was 42 years old. I had grown children that were going off to college. You know, Edna had her family too. And I think that's part of it too, why I've held back. Edna's family. I'm not really part of Edna's family, you know? And I think that there's a lot of reasons for that. Her husband, Don, has been nothing but welcoming to me. He recognizes what a healing experience it has been for Edna to meet me and how much that has helped her. And I would say that their children, I just, well, there's one, the oldest, Diane. I really connect with her. We like the same books. We love the same movies. We've even worked in the same field in our careers. The other kids, though, I don't really, I don't really connect to. And that's deeply disappointing to me and to Edna. You know, I'm not going to go over Edna's house and do Thanksgiving. We're not going to celebrate birthdays together. I cannot be a part of Edna's life in that way. No matter how much I care about Edna, I cannot pretend that I love her children. But I do care about Edna. And I've resisted calling her mom. I mean, she's only 16 years older than me. You know, my best friend in the world, she is 18 years younger than I am. You know, when you get at a certain age, all that birthday stuff doesn't really matter much. So I've told Edna repeatedly, oh, I can't call you mom. Uh, we're soul sisters, OK? That's what we are. We're soul sisters. And I know that that hurts her, because she wants me to to see her as mom. When we were at lunch, Edna brought my baby shoes the first time we met. I mean, I'm in my 40s, and this woman, who's about my age that I am now, comes to this meeting and brings these baby shoes that have never been worn. That's how she identified with me. We did not have a story together except at the White Shield Home for Wayward Girls. So we have spent the last 18 years trying to make our story together, trying to 
really get to know each other. And I have to say that Edna knows me in ways that my mom, Lorraine, never could. I mean, I love my mother, Lorraine, dearly, and she loves me. But there's something about that biology thing that cannot be replaced. It just can't. So I have this amazing connection with Edna. The thing that's really held me back is this whole recognition in my heart that I really have two mothers. Two mothers. Now you guys all know what work it is to have one mother. <laughs> I mean, really, all that obligation and guilt and, you know, I mean, of course, there's the laughs and, you know, the good times too. But it's a lot. It's an intense and complicated relationship between mother and child. Well, that's the way it is between Edna and I, too. We have other complicating factors. My mother, Lorraine, died 20 years ago, uh, just 10 days before Christmas. So it's coming right out, that anniversary. And after your mother dies, the skies are never as blue. That's just how it is. And I think the thing that's really held me back from loving Edna and acknowledging her as my mom is I don't want to lose her. I don't want to lose another mom. Take another drink and push those tears down. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. I just didn't think that I could do that. But now, now as I'm entering my final chapter of my life and I'm really waking up to what am I doing, I realize that whether I embrace Edna or hold her at arm's length, when she dies, it's going to hurt like hell. That's all there is to it. There's no getting around that because I really care about her. And this is huge. You know, it seems kind of crazy. I think adoption is a great thing. I think that it's a good thing that people help each other. But you know, adoption is shrouded with this great sense of loss. I was always the good adoptee. I never told anybody that I was adopted. I never bore that shame of illegitimacy, of not being good enough, of always feeling like they gave me away because there was something wrong with me. And my birth mother, I never talked about her because she was just, I knew she was just 16, but she was not enough to keep me. She was not enough to raise me. I never talked. And I never talked about my mom and dad. What was wrong with them that they couldn't have children and they bore the shame of not being enough? That is the cycle of loss that the adoption cycle holds. That's the truth of it. There's a lot of pain involved. It's a good thing, though, because I did have a family, a complicated, crazy family that loved me and I loved them and then they died and now I have this mom 
who also is crazy about me, and I am crazy about her. And we're starting to create a life together as we age. Both of us are in our final chapter. So life is not the opposite of death. Birth is the opposite of death. But life is enduring, enduring, just like the love of a mother is enduring. Thank you.